You're listening to the Blogger at Large Travel Podcast with founder Megan Singleton. Her tagline is the word in travel, and you will find nearly 1,000 posts filled with the best travel tips, ideas, and inspiration from around the world. Hi, welcome to my first travel podcast. This is so exciting. Thank you for listening. Uh, As you can imagine, being in the travel industry during COVID has been quite the challenge. Um, So I thought I'd start today with my very first podcast for you um, about really important things that are going to change the face of cruising post-COVID. So I've got a post on my site called 21 Super Important Cruise Tips and Changes Post-COVID that I want to tell you about. But did you know that uh, in 2019, that's the latest data that we've got at the moment, um, the cruise industry supported 1,166,000 jobs and paid over $50 billion in wages and was responsible for contributing $104 billion Hundred sorry, $154 billion to the global economy in one year. So it's a hugely important industry, uh, not only to uh, those people who love to go on a cruise, but those who work on cruises and the destinations that host them. But things are a little bit different now. So um, let me just start off by telling you about uh, nine nine things that you need to be aware of post-COVID before you go on your cruise. First, and most importantly, get a vaccine. You've probably already seen that this is uh, a requirement for travel right across the world now, from airlines to many destinations, and certainly for cruise ships. Um, Some cruise lines are still letting unvaccinated people travel, but they have quite different um, onboard criteria. Um, For example, they might not even be able to go offshore on shore excursions if they're not vaccinated. So it will definitely, um, you know, lessen your experience if you don't have the vaccine to go on a cruise. And of course, some cruise lines may not even let you go at all. So, So that's the first thing to do. The second thing is to be aware that not all itineraries might go ahead. (laughs) Like as we speak, it is um, October 2021 and, you know, it's a great opportunity right now to be booking cruises out uh, in the future, but no one knows what's going to happen. So just be aware that um, this kind of, you know, your plans might be disrupted. So that brings me to my next piece of advice. And that is to use a travel agent. I always swear by using travel agents and particularly in this current climate because they can sort out the issues for you. I mean, especially if you're away on a cruise and something happens and the cruise maybe is terminated early or something, um, your travel agent will be on to it, being able to rebook things for you. You might not even be in a Wi-Fi spot to be able to do that all yourself anyway. And they don't actually cost you any more. Travel agents make their money directly from the cruise lines, the airlines, the hotels. So use a travel agent. They can certainly look at all the latest rules for you, keep you up to date, uh, and do any rebookings and shuffling around that might need to be done. Book refundable cruises. That uh, is sort of fairly standard at the moment. Um, I'm looking at hosting a cruise to, to the Greek islands next year. And uh, that will be probably around September 2022. And the cruise line I'm looking at 
has got a 120-day cancellation policy with no penalty. So that's really important. That's going to mean that we'll have till June next year to decide whether we are going to go ahead or not. So we pay a small deposit, like I think it's about $200, and then um, we don't need to pay the balance until 120 days before departure. So check that out um, before you make your booking. And also make sure you've booked refundable flights uh, because I'd also recommend you jump on and book your flights now, even though you might not be traveling for a year. But if they're refundable or they can be put into credit, then you're going to get a great deal because flights out till next September are going to be much cheaper than they will be next week. And uh, But if you can put them back into credit or get a refund, then there's no harm done to you and at least you've secured that. Always get travel insurance. In fact, I don't even know if cruise lines will let you travel without insurance these days. But certainly insurance has saved me a couple of times on cruises. I remember I had to go to the doctor on a cruise ship. I had a terrible flu and was in the in the doctor's clinic on a um, nebulizer and, and sucking down oxygen and needing some antibiotics and all sorts of things. And I think that was like a $600 bill. So um, that was all covered by insurance. So make sure you do that. Beware though that you may not find insurance companies that will cover you for COVID disruptions. So, um, yeah, that might be just something to consider um, if you're going to take a cruise anytime soon. This is a fun one. Make sure your passport is still valid. At least for so many of us, our passport's been sitting in the desk drawer for two years. So um, just check that before you go ahead and make your booking. And then, so the corollary to what I'm saying is, you know, book refundable cruises and book next year and get good deals, is that um, booking last minute cruises are a really good deal. So right now, you you know, cruises are sailing out of Miami, out of Galveston, in Europe, around Asia, um, and they have space available. So last minute bookings are a really good idea. And of course, that gives you the extra knowledge of what the virus is doing like now, potentially next week, and whether that, um, you know, cruise might be disrupted or not. So um, that is a really good idea to do that. And some cruise lines even let you cancel up to up to 48 hours before sailing. So uh, I do have a post on my blog on uh, 17 things not to do on a cruise. So I will cover that in another podcast. But um yeah, there, there are a few interesting things on there, including um, make sure you've got your travel insurance. That was really probably the most important one and <laughs> making sure that you don't keep your Wi-Fi on. Now, let's look at five cruise trends that are coming up. What we're going to expect to see in the cruise industry over the next 12 months. So cruises of a lifetime are really popular right now. They're trending right now. People are booking for a year or two years in advance to do their bucket list cruises. So whether that's Alaska, uh, the Caribbean, the Mediterranean, booking in advance gives you great deals right now, even two for one I've seen out there. So that is worth doing. And of course, with all the points above, if you can make sure that it is refundable within you know a couple of months of travel, then you've really got nothing to lose. And a huge amount to look forward to. Check cruise lines book with confidence policies. 
So a lot of cruise, cruises are doing this, that allowing you to cancel or to get credits. Your travel agent will know all about those and um, yeah, and what and what they're all about. You, when you go on a cruise website, if you've got to book it yourself, just always go to the FAQs and look for the fine print. Um, in fact, a lot of them are promoting them right, right up front. The book with confidence is something, you know, they want the cruise industry to start up again. And um, so they're making it as easy as possible to make that happen. Now we can expect to start seeing wearable technology. No more lanyards dangling around your neck, but actually maybe a wristband which you will use to even open your own cabin door touch-free. You'll use it for um, paying for onboard purchases like drinks, excursions, you know, spa treatments, anything like that. It'll just be a, a wristband that you will have already set up connected to your cruise account. Um, so that's a great idea. I'm so pleased that the lanyards are going because um, I did lose mine once and it was a bit of a hassle. You can't get into your room. You can't get on and off the ship because it's got your ID on it. Um, fortunately for me, it was found. It had basically gone through the scanning machine when I came back on board the ship after an excursion and I put all my bits and pieces into my hat and I would put my hat through the through the x-ray and the dangly things, flipped the hat upside down so when it came out everything fell out and I didn't even notice that my ID wasn't in there until um, they paged me I think from reception and I managed to get down there and pick it up. Now apps, onboard apps are going to be important. Each cruise line has its own app and uh, they are going to expect that uh, you will be using that. So you will use the app for um, for, for keeping in touch with what's they'll, they'll message you about things that are happening, maybe the day's activities. Again, you'll probably be able to use your booking through it. You'll see, um, you know, make your reservation at a specialty restaurant, um, have a spa treatment, maybe book your online excursions through the app that you'll be using on your phone on board. Maybe even just find your way back to your cabin. Oh my gosh, you've probably been on cruises like me where you see people bringing all their doilies and ribbons and balloons to hang on their cabin door handle just so that they know which cabin is theirs. Because once you get all turned around on a cruise, you it's very hard to find your way back and forth. In fact, usually it takes me the whole entire week before I figured out exactly where my cabin is. Small ships are really trending. For obvious reasons, I think people... Uh, wanting a little bit more uh, of a social distanced perhaps opportunity, Um, you know, less of the 3,000 nearest and dearest fellow passengers and more of just, say, 100 or 200. So river cruises fall into that category. Luxury yachts fall into that category. We're seeing those emerging as well. So seven changes to expect on board your ship post-COVID. Well, I'm happy about this number one. The days of self-service buffets are over. Now, I don't know about you, but um, I am really pleased that you will no longer be able to just get your hands in there. You know, some people are tonging it and some are not. Uh, Making a shambles of, you know, the salad bar, the, the desserts, the leaning your face over the food or having the person in front of you lean their face over the food and oh anyway so that is going to be gone and um but don't worry there will still be buffets it'll just be served by the crew 
so that's great so you'll just pass your plate and they will load up what you want um, and it'll look way more appetizing as well and don't worry just go back a couple of times or just ask them for an extra slice it's fine it's your cruise it's your holiday now do expect that there will be delays probably getting on board um, your ship and off so there will probably be staggered embarkation times you'll be sent that info um, before you even board so this obviously makes sense, it's so that they don't have hundreds of people clogging up the gangway and trying to get on board all at the same time. So hopefully um, you'd be early. I love to get on a cruise ship early. So my thing is I get on as early as we can and um, if you can take your luggage on board with you, that's a bonus, do that. Otherwise, they you leave your luggage, um, you know, shoreside and then the, the crew will load it and it will be delivered to your room sometime later you know but you've got to imagine there's 3,000 or 5,000 pieces of luggage that are being delivered around the ship so if you can take your own suitcase on that's awesome because it means you can get into your cabin you can unpack you can sort out what you need to maybe go and lie by the pool or um, you can go and have a recce around the ship um, you can book those things before everybody else like your spa treatments or your hair or your um, your specialty restaurants if you haven't done those online from home that's a good opportunity to do that before everybody else. Expect different safety drills. I'm pleased about this one. We probably won't be seeing the big group muster station, muster drill anymore uh, at the beginning of a cruise. And oh, that used to just scare me. I knew it was just a drill, but you know, the ship warning bells come on and you have to get your... Um, life jacket out of your closet and and carry it out to the muster station and wrap yourself up in it and stand and wait until until you've been given the all clear to leave and then you put your life jacket up in the closet and you don't think of it again which is great but of course that is um you know amassing a lot of people in one area and they are going to avoid that so what you can probably expect from now on is uh at some point during the cruise you will be expected to go and check in at a reception or at a muster station desk or maybe through your cabin steward and tick yourself off the list that you've understood the safety drill. Easy peasy. Expect to wear masks on board. Um, that's just the new reality, isn't it, for all public places now. Um, we're pretty lucky in New Zealand where I'm speaking to you from. Uh, we have only really just had to start wearing masks in public places well we've always worn them in supermarkets but now shopping malls and events um, and things are, are a bit more normal but a lot of you I know in the states and in Europe you've been wearing masks all the time so it's no big um, deal for you obviously not in your own cabins that's going to be fine but um, you will have to wear masks in the public spaces now you will see lots of increased sanitation on board and um, this is a good thing the cruise lines have worked very hard with the authorities, especially in America, the CDC, the Center for Disease Control, have mandated what cruise ships need to do on board to make uh, air filtration systems up to medical grade. Uh, so that's all going on. There'll be more crew really cleaning, thoroughly cleaning areas. So it's going to be a whole new world behind the scenes in sanitary measures now. Um, on board 
excursions uh, will be different. You probably won't have um, such a big group going on excursions. They'll be they'll be in smaller bubbles. And again, going back to my first point was about if you're unvaccinated, there will be some places that you will not be able to tour. And um, that is because some of the destinations that you might visit will be, you know, very fragile. Maybe they've not had COVID and they're a small, you know, island nation uh, and they certainly don't want any risk of COVID being brought into their country or their island. So, but smaller bubbles are important. So that means you probably should try and book your your shore excursions as soon as possible. Book them online as soon as your cruise is um, confirmed. Uh, that's the ideal. Or certainly book it as soon as you get on board. We'll probably find lots of smaller bubble excursions. Like let's say you're going to Rome and you're going to do like Rome in a day kind of tour there'll just be smaller groups going around which honestly again pleases me no end um i hate the whole idea of 40 of us you know being bussed around and getting on and off and yeah i love the small bubble thing it's going to feel a lot more bespoke don't you think so yeah that's going to be happening some ships right now so i'm speaking to you in 2021 are not allowing you to do your own thing in some ports of call so you have to do a ship excursion or you can't get off at all so check that out before you um, book your cruise you'll want to know that because it's it's not always the the best advice I think to do a ship excursion of course you have to pay for it uh, and in some ports you just want to go and people watch don't you sometimes you just want to hop off and and find a cafe go for a walk browse the shops go for a swim and do your own thing. So make sure that you can do that on the itinerary that that you've chosen. And so really, that is the end of this podcast. Um, I will be speaking to you again about a whole lot more things coming up around cruising, um, around my tours that I take at the moment around New Zealand, but I've got plans to take a Greek islands cruise next year, September, as I said, um, 22. So yeah, there's a lot more to come. Thank you so much for listening and stay tuned. Thanks for listening to the Blogger at Large Travel Podcast with Megan Singleton. Be sure to subscribe so you don't miss the next episode. You can read more at bloggeratlarge.com or follow on Facebook slash Blogger at Large to ask a question or find out how to have your business featured in an upcoming episode.